Welcome to the Finding True Health podcast, episode number 33. Today, I'm going to share one of the most overlooked things that actually contributes a lot to our health. It doesn't have anything to do with what you eat or how you move your body, but it's still so, so important. And at the end of this episode, I have a really exciting announcement that I can't wait to share with you. So be sure to stick around for that. All right, let's dive in and see what this mystery key component is. Hey there, friends. My name's Jenna Waite. I'm a registered dietitian nutritionist, mother of five, and someone who's passionate about helping others find true health in the midst of diet culture and body objectification. Join me as we take our focus off of weight and body size and put it on to becoming the healthiest possible versions of ourselves so that we can have energy to live our best lives. I am so excited you're here. Now let's dive in. Hello, hello. How is it going? If you listened to me last week, I had a cold and I'm 95% over it, but I still have a little bit of a stuffy nose and cough. So hopefully my voice sounds better today. Hopefully you can't hear my stuffiness too much. But I'm so excited to be with you. I'm excited to dive into this topic. So what is this often overlooked key that contributes so much to our health or our lack thereof? Wait for it. Drum roll. The key is community. It's the people we associate with, particularly those we associate with on a regular basis. Now, I am an introvert, so when people talk about community, sometimes I kind of tune out a little bit. Just so you know, being an introvert doesn't mean that I don't like people or I don't like being around people. I'm actually something called a social introvert. I really like people, but I also need an adequate amount of alone time to really help feel fueled and energized, and I don't really crave that those human interactions as much as like an extrovert maybe would. So as I mentioned, sometimes I don't feel like community is as important to me. I'm like, yeah, this is great for all the extroverts out there, but it doesn't really apply to me. And I can even trick myself into thinking that I'd be perfectly happy if I were always alone. But I had an experience recently that proved me wrong and showed me the importance of community. And we're going to dive deep into why community is important here in a little bit. But I had an out-of-town business conference recently, and I was really looking forward to going alone and getting a little time by myself. Because I live in a house with my husband and five kids, and I have so many amazing people in my life, including friends and extended, extended family members and colleagues and neighbors and clients and mentors and just incredible, incredible people who I just love spending time with and being with. Um, because of that, though, I don't naturally have a lot of alone time. And so I was really looking forward to just being alone for a bit. Well, at the conference, I made a few new friends here and there. But for the first couple of days, I purposefully didn't make lunch or dinner plans with anyone. I was just really looking forward to getting some work done. And once again, just being alone. And for the first two days, that was great. It was just what I needed. But by the third and final day of my conference, I started feeling a little bit lonely and I started craving some more human interaction and and community. 
So thankfully, that day I sat by a wonderful, really sweet gal named Wendy, who had also come alone to the conference. And then we met two more super nice ladies named Laura and Kimmy. And the four of us ended up going to the various classes together throughout the day. And I really appreciated having some new friends to interact with. And it again reminded me of the importance of this topic on community. So if you're a fellow introvert, even we need community. We need that social interaction. But today I mainly want to talk about why community is important to our health in particular. Research is really clear that community influences so much of what we do and think and how we behave. It's found that it is much easier to create and maintain healthy habits when you're in a supportive community. It makes it easier for you to believe in yourself. People with strong social networks tend to have better coping skills, reduced anxiety and depression, a greater ability to cope with stressful situations, enhanced self-esteem, greater mental health, and being in a community just creates a sense of belonging, which is so important for us as human beings. Did you know that behaviors can actually be contagious? This is backed by tons of research in different fields, such as medicine and psychology and marketing. And studies have shown that we make choices and decisions based on what other people think, what other people want, what other people do, and on what we think they want or think or what we think they want us to do. That makes sense. So we make decisions based on other people's actions and choices and thoughts, and also on what we think they want us to do and think and say. Particularly when it comes to our health, those around us have a big influence on our beliefs, our behaviors, and so ultimately our overall health outcomes. We humans are great at something called mirroring. Mirroring is the behavior in which one person unconsciously imitates the gesture, speech, pattern, or attitude of another person. Mirroring often occurs in social situations, particularly in the company of close friends or family. And it's really interesting to watch this. If you watch a conversation going on between two people, you can really see how they kind of start to mirror each other's actions and facial expressions and emotions and voice inflections. It's just fascinating to really watch and to dive into the science of that. Uh, Dr. McConaughey, she wrote a book called The Willpower Instinct. And I like a passage from that book. She said, humans are hardwired to connect with others. Our brains have adapted in a nifty way to make sure we do. We have specialized brain cells called mirror neurons, whose sole purpose is, is to keep track of what other people are thinking, feeling, and doing. These mirror neurons are sprinkled throughout the brain to help us understand the full range of other people's experiences. So they help us create empathy and really try to get in people's shoes and understand where they're coming from. But they also, as a side effect, I guess, make it so that we tend to act similar to people around us. So for example, think about a time when maybe your husband or child came home from work or school and they were sad or maybe they were angry Did you find yourself just naturally getting sad or angry as well? What about when you are around someone who's just really excited for whatever reason? There's a good chance that you became excited too and that just that excitement rubbed off on you. 
Or maybe you find yourself kind of complaining or being more critical around certain people who tend to complain a lot and be critical of others. So if we end up mirroring those around us, you can see how important it is to really choose carefully the groups and the individuals that you want to be a part of and be around often. I noticed this recently, again, at that conference that I was just telling you about. There was a fair amount of diet culture talk going on just because that's the world we live in. It's common when I get out of my little happy bubble of weight-inclusive, non-diet colleagues and friends and clients. Sometimes I'm kind of reminded, oh yeah, this is the world I live in. But there was a lot of talk of weight loss and of, you know, body shrinking and how amazing that was. And I really noticed my body image suffered during that conference. I started speaking more negatively about myself and my head when I looked in the mirror. I started having thoughts of, oh, what do I need to do to lose weight? And all those things that I've been working so hard to overcome just started creeping back in because of who I was around and the different messages that they were sending. On the other hand, though, one of the speakers at this conference was Kelsey Nixon. She has been on Food Network, and she has some cookbooks, and I found out that she has a podcast. So I've started listening to her podcast. It's excellent, by the way. And she talks about cooking and making dinner, and I found myself as I was listening to her podcast, I found myself getting excited with different dinner ideas that I wanted to try when I got home and kind of lit a little fire in me for being more consistent with my making meals for my family. So that's a way in which this community and this mirroring was really helpful for me. So it can go both ways. It has the potential to bring us down and to have us start thinking more negatively about our bodies, our lives in general, Or it has the potential to encourage us to make healthier decisions or to get excited about certain things or to have much healthier relationship with our body, with food. And I'm sure you've seen this in your life too. I imagine you could give me a handful of examples off the top of your head of when community has played a part in a decision you've made or a thought you've had about yourself. Another important point I want to make about community is that community can strengthen belief. We see this when we go to church together with other people of similar beliefs. If you want to strengthen your faith, then it makes sense to be around others who are also strengthening their faith. But outside of religion, even, community can really strengthen the belief in your ability to continue with long-term permanent changes. And this belief is critical when trying to develop a healthy lifestyle that is going to be sustainable. And studies are clear that Belief is much easier when it occurs in a community. Charles Duhigg, who wrote the book, The Power of Habit, said something I like. He said, people might be skeptical about their ability to change if they're by themselves, but a group will convince them to suspend disbelief. A community creates belief. The same process that makes AA or Alcoholics Anonymous so effective, the power of a group to teach individuals how to behave happens whenever people come together to help one another change. I heard just today somebody say nobody makes significant change or improvement in their life without the help of another person. And I don't know if that's 100% always the case, but I know that's been the case in my life. And I'd be willing to bet that it's the case in most people's lives. That's one reason I really like going to business conferences is because 
It helps me see what's possible with my business. It allows me to push aside the fears and the unbeliefs that I have about myself. When I see others who have done just that and have gotten to where I want to be, it allows me to see what's possible out there and to experience more confidence when I see other people who have achieved things that I want to achieve. And that's how it can be with our health. When we see other people who are making healthy habit changes, healthy lifestyle changes, or who are healing their relationship with food, or starting to speak more positively about their bodies, this gives us permission, it gives us the hope, it gives us the encouragement to keep going on our own journeys. Another thing I love about communities is that they provide opportunities for service. And getting outside of yourself, getting outside of ourselves and serving others is often the quickest way to feel love and to feel happiness. And it also just helps remind ourselves what's most important in life and helps us feel a bond with those that we're serving as well as those that we're serving with. It's interesting because service often serves us as much or even more so as it does the people we're serving. And again, studies are clear that service can actually improve our health. We found that when we practice compassion for others through serving them, those compassionate feelings are also projected onto ourselves. We've discovered that women who serve more tend to have decreased levels of body dissatisfaction. We're more compassionate with ourselves and our bodies, which I thought was really interesting. We live in such an incredible world. We have so many opportunities to be part of communities, both in-person communities and communities online. This is good and bad because there's also something called confirmation bias. And when we only surround ourselves with people who think the same as us, then we have a hard time seeing the other side and having compassion for those who don't believe the same things we do and don't agree with us. And so I'm a huge fan of trying to be a part of communities where people have different beliefs and maybe ideas than I do. But I'm also very careful to make sure that the communities I am surrounding myself with are ones that still have the same goals as I do. So for example, you know, with politics, it's very divided and we all have our opinions. But I am happy to be around somebody who has different political beliefs as me, as long as our goal is the same, as long as we're both trying to get to the same end point. I love being around people who have different religions than me, different ways they express their faith, as long as we both agree on the goal, the goal of loving and serving others, loving God. As long as that is the goal of both of us, then I am more than happy to hear other people's opinion, opinions and experiences and thoughts on religion and faith. And so I just encourage you to think of that when talking about your health. How can you find communities that have the same goal as you? First of all, what are your goals? For me, my goal is to have loving thoughts toward my, towards my body, no matter what, what size it decides to be at the moment, to fill my life with healthy behaviors that are going to help give me energy and help me fulfill my, my missions in life. My goal is to have a healthy relationship with food where I don't feel afraid of it or restricted or like it's something that I have to think constantly about. Those are my goals. And if those are your goals, then I really encourage you to find groups that are going to help make those goals possible. There are different ways to get to those goals, but as long as the end goal is the same, then we can come together and help each other in achieving those desires. 
And that leads me to my exciting announcement that I talked about at the beginning. I have created a brand new online community on Facebook where we can get and give encouragement and support and advice from each other. I've already had a few people find me organically, and I'm so excited to start letting people in and start interacting and getting to know everyone. One of my least favorite things about podcasting is that I don't really get a chance to meet and talk with all of you amazing women who are listening to me. Every week I outline and prepare a message with you in mind. And then I talk into a microphone and I record that message and I edit it and I schedule it. And on Thursday mornings, at least in the United States, that message goes out into the world. And I just hope and pray that it finds whoever needs to hear the message and improves their life somehow. But this whole setup feels very one-sided. Unless you leave me a review for my, my podcast or maybe DM or email me, I'm really not able to hear your feedback or your comments or your concerns or what you liked, what you didn't like, um, what you're struggling with. And so that's why I decided to start this online community for my podcast listeners, as well as just anybody else who happens to find me or who's looking to improve their health from a weight neutral non-diet approach. We live in a world that is just full of diet culture. It's the water we all swim in. And it's it can be hard, really hard, actually, to find a space where there are people who want to improve their health. They want to be healthy and treat their bodies well, but they don't want all the talk of calorie counts and weight loss and all the things that come along with diet culture. So this private Facebook group is a great way to be able to meet and interact with you, as well as have you all interact with each other and help each other on your health and body love journeys. I plan on doing some special free workshops within the group on occasion, and it's just going to be a lot of fun. So come on over, join the fun with us. Let's build a supportive, encouraging community where we just lift each other up and we all benefit along the way. I have a link in the show notes that will take you straight to it. Since it's still new, it might be hard to search up, but you can try and search Finding True Health with Jenna Waite. It might pop up that way, but probably the best and easiest way to get to it is to just click the link in the description of this podcast, and it'll take you right to the page to sign up. And if you choose not to join my private Facebook group for whatever reason, we'll certainly miss you, but I still love you. (laughs) And I still want you to find a way to surround yourself with a community of people who will encourage you on your health journey and who will help you ditch diet culture and cultivate a loving relationship with your body. So wherever you may find that, that's fantastic. Just please make creating this community, finding this community a priority in your life. I promise it's so important. It'll be so helpful. And I just wish you all the best. And if you do decide to join my Facebook group, I'm so excited to start interacting with you and start hearing your stories and hearing what's working, what's not, um, all the things. So that does it for this episode. Thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you for taking the time out of your busy schedule to do something to help improve your health and your relationship with your body. I love you. I'm praying for you. You're amazing. And I'll talk to you next week. Hey, real quick before you go, if you found this episode helpful in any way, would you do me a huge favor and take just a minute or two to leave me a rating and review It really helps the show get found by more people. 
And it just lights me up to know that the show is helping someone out there and that I should continue putting out more episodes. Thank you so much.